You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. Yeah. How's it going, Chad? I'm doing well. Excellent. All right, so we have a listener question today. I always love these. That's right. Some, Some of my favorites. In. So if we have anyone else out there who would like to send in a question, Please, we can yeah. address on the podcast. You can send that to me directly at my email address, msmith at colonialheights.org, msmith at colonialheights.org. That is what this listener did, and okay. so here's his question. Question. All right. All right. How do you pick which translation of the Bible to use? All right. And so we'll, okay. we'll talk some about that. But then there's actually a follow up question okay. as well. All right. And so, kind of a, a deeper question. Okay. Like, so he says uh, if there are so many translations out there, how do we ascertain the actual biblical truth? Like if this yeah. Bible saying one thing and this okay. other Bible says it differently, how do we sure. know what's, what's really truth? And props to that guy for using the word ascertain. Yeah, he does. Yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, that's a good word choice. Um, okay, so we'll start with just yeah. understanding. Right. Question uh, number one. Yeah. How do we choose which translation? Absolutely. I think that's a good place to start. You preach from the ESV. I do. Yeah. English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would say is it's helpful to kind of know the, I don't know if you want to call it the spectrum yeah. of, that's a, that is of a good translation. Right. Uh, there is what's called dynamic yeah, so versus the two extremes or right? yeah. the two sides of the spectrum yeah. you've got the the literal right. which is word for word yeah and and a word for word translation if you've ever taken any foreign language you you know and understand that there is a a way to literally translate something so i'll use spanish cuz a lot of people have taken Maybe Spanish at some more time. More people have taken Spanish class and they have Greek and Hebrew. Correct, okay. usually. Uh, and so when you say, como te llamas, that means we would translate that, what is your name? Mm-hmm. But it's actually saying, how you're, how are you called? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you called, doesn't nobody make, actually says. It doesn't mean anything to the English Right, reader. it means what is your name. Mm-hmm. So to be literal, you yeah. would write that, how are you called? And so... What we find sometimes in in translations uh, that that land on that literal side, mm-hmm. uh, like a New American Standard NAS, yeah. those those sometimes are so literal that they can be a little bit harder to understand, right? Because like a how are you called doesn't that's what people flow typically like. That's one of their questions: is why don't we just translate it word for word exactly right. like it is? Why do we like we should just be able to find one that's exactly the way it is right, in the right. original languages. Absolutely. And that's impossible, or at least it's possible, but it wouldn't be very readable right, right. for the, the American Absolutely. English reader. So if you were to translate word for word from Greek or from Hebrew, you would have words out of order. Yeah, like right, in right, the right. Gre- Like in Greek, word order doesn't mean as much as it does in English. Like we mm-hmm. have subject and we have verb, but... That doesn't their, yeah, do their that words there. can yeah. be in all kinds of different orders, Absolutely. and it still makes sense to the Greek reader. So we would be in a lot of trouble if we just tried to do word for word. That's right. That's right. So then you have to start to think about kind of where on the spectrum. So just to kind of bring some well, clarity. Yeah. So let's to talk that. about what's on the other end. Of other the spectrum. end of the spectrum yeah. is instead of word for word, you would have what is often described as phrase for phrase. Yeah. Or, or so it's 
dynamic thought equivalent, for thought, yeah, right? idea for idea, yeah. Um, and so those are those are really helpful to kind of see. Then again, not that these on that thought for thought end mm-hmm. are bad, yeah. but just that they are. Yeah. So what they're doing there is not they're, as literal. let's say instead of translating word for word, they're translating like this is what these words are saying. Right. So I'm going to say this in English. The same. I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. In the English language. Right. Right. So they were if this if the original language had like 15 words, I might only have. Five words because I can right. get the same thought across. That's right. But but what we're doing there, what the problem people have is that when you're doing that, you're actually not just translating, you're also interpreting because uh-huh. it's up to that particular person to decide right. what that original language is saying. And so I think it's good for us at, at this point to point out what what we're not talking about. Okay, we're not talking about a uh, like the message. That is not a translation. Yeah. That is a more like a commentary, really, mm-hmm. of Eugene Peterson's uh, understanding of what was being said, trying to make it clear, but not a translation. In fact, he could have just done what he did using English, going mm-hmm. from English to his own English, right? Not going from yeah. the original Greek, yeah. Hebrew to yeah. I believe uh, translating the, like the, the first version of the Living Bible, yeah. it doesn't say translation. It says paraphrase. That's right. They didn't go back to the original languages. They started with King James That's right. and just started paraphrasing it to, to make, make it, it a little smoother. Right. And so those are two, it's just a different category altogether. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I would argue because they're not a translation, they are a paraphrase, they're they're not intended for us to preach from or teach from. Yeah. I think they can be a good can resource helpful, right. and useful for that, but not to be... Uh, really, the depth of study that we would do. So we have on that spectrum then, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the more idea for idea dynamic equivalent, mm-hmm. we would see uh, things like the New International mm-hmm. Version (NIV). Uh, we would have some of those kind of further on that end. On the the far end of the other side, you have NAS (New American Standard), kind of a step back, so to speak. You have ESV. Uh, and CSB, mm-hmm. King James, King is gonna James be on is going to be on that too. end, yeah, probably further toward than the- New King James is going to live on that end, but probably closer to yeah. um, maybe behind, so to speak, ESV or whatever. Um, what we have found is when it comes to like readability or uh, even grade level reading, the Bible is a higher level grade level yeah. already, but. Uh, ESV is not as high of a grade level as King James or as uh, NAS. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I choose ESV, to kind of go back to that question, uh, how do you choose or whatever, the reason I choose to preach and teach and study out of ESV is because it does land on the more literal uh, translation, keeping some words that are harder words but are good words, but it is more smooth. It is a more readable translation that uh, I remember hearing, for those of you who don't know, Matthew was once a Greek teacher, and uh, I remember hearing you teach a class one time, and you you were having them translate, and then you said, now smooth it out. And so there's that that work that takes place of removing Mm -hmm. words, not removing them, but moving them, kind of reshaping the sentence after you've done such a good English sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And so... ESV has a smoother right. read to it than a King James or an NAS. 
all of which are accurate, mm-hmm. um, but all, all, that that is a difference there. Yeah, I actually uh, switched to ESV after I started teaching Greek. Mm-hmm. So once you know, I'd taken Greek in college, yeah. you know, minored in biblical languages, yeah. and but when I really dove into it to the point where I'm actually having to teach it to other people, yeah, um, I started looking some more at different translations and ended up falling on like the SV is the one that's the way, if it's more closer to the way that I would translate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, and I would say maybe even a, maybe that goes to the, the next question. Yeah. How do we ascertain? Yeah. uh, What, like, is this really true? Yeah. If, so if the if NIV be, says one thing yeah. and the King James says says it a different way or says something else, then how do we know what's really true? Yeah. I would scripture? say one thing to note is that in any of these translations, again, not paraphrase, any of the actual translations, one is uh, you will always find the similar theological biblical truth. They're, they're not going to waver in regards to they might use some different words, but they're not meaning yeah. anything different. What we also find, though, and this is I think this is really helpful, is every one of those translations is done by committee, right? Including King James. King James himself didn't actually translate yeah. that, by the way. There was a, a committee some, yeah, that did that on, on any it. one of those CSB, ESV, NAS, NIV. All of those were done by a group of translators. Yeah. So what that means is it, it, remo- it, I guess it enforces accountability, but it kind of removes any one man or woman's mm-hmm. particular uh, influence. They're they're intentionally desiring to understand what the word meant and help us know yeah. what it says. So, or what the phrase, or what the verse, or whatever. And so it becomes really helpful for us to know that that by committee it means that it's not just uh, it's not just one person's opinion. Yeah. It's this prevailing thought from this group of people. Absolutely. Like this panel of Absolutely. Like, like language geniuses. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think that that solidifies, because stuff is translated yeah. all the time. Right. Like works of literary, I mean, like is translated all the time. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes, though, it's translated by one person. Mm-hmm. Scripture is not done that way. Um and so it's really helpful for us to know that uh, while there were certainly many authors of Scripture, there's also many people gathered together to to translate this way. Yeah. So it becomes really helpful. The the guy who wrote the Greek textbook that I used, his yeah. name was uh, Mounts. William Mounts, yeah. yeah. And he, I watched a video of him kind of sharing that, and it's like they're like passionately arguing about the best way to translate this. For right. the, so a lot of thought, a lot of care went into that. So it's not just his or any one person's, yeah. this is the way I think it needs to be translated. Now, they're all all prayerfully and like genuinely, like carefully going through these, right. what, what this uh, translation is going to say. Absolutely. So I do think that's helpful because I, I think uh, who, uh, whoever asked this question, I think oftentimes it, it is asked, hey, mm-hmm. why, did you, why did you preach out of that one? Why don't you use King James uh, when it's the mm-hmm. one of the oldest? You know, people joke about it being the original. It yeah. was not the original. Uh, Watch yourself, Chad. I know, <laughs> but but it's certainly That's probably an episode we need to get to. One yeah, day, one know? day. Um, but it is, and it is good. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a really good translation. It uses some words, these and thous, and kind of stuff that we don't aren't in modern English. But and it's a solid translation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one thing I would just say is 
being in the translation spectrum, you're, you're probably okay, yeah. right? And we can have confidence there. Uh, there's ones that we like more and ones that we like less, but not not it's purely preference at that point. Um, and so, yeah, I would I prefer ESV, but I wouldn't berate somebody for using New King James or or NAS or CSB yeah, or whatever. Others. Okay, so, All right, yeah. awesome. Um, and you you hinted at this a little while ago, mm-hmm. I think before you went into the committee discussion yeah. about uh, all of these translations, even though there are differences in the way that they say right. things, they are all saying the same thing. Yeah, They're, yeah. I, I just kind of set that's it up as if, if the NIV is saying one thing and the King James is saying something else. Well, that's not really the case. Yeah. They're saying the same it's thing. It's not happening. Yes. Yeah. There, there are no theological differences. There are no... Um, like actual contradictions right. between now right. people might say that there are but they're taking verses out of context right but right. they are saying the same message preaching the same gospel absolutely absolutely that's right. a good word all right so that's going to wrap us up for this week as always we'd lo- love for you to share the podcast on social media give us a rating and review thank you for listening thank you for listening to the christ and all podcast a ministry of colonial heights baptist church in ridgeland mississippi Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.